right. We're here. Hey, everybody. We're here in the studio. My name is Michael Rosso. I'm in the studio with Matt Mirage. Hey, what's up, guys? John Fideli. How you doing? And Leslie Lazenby. Doing fine. Sorry, I got some nut goodies in my mouth. Uh, what goodies? Nut goodness. Sounds personal. Uh, these were no, sent goodies. in. That sounds... You shouldn't have... I shouldn't be saying I have nut goodies in my mouth, but... <laughs> <laughs> These are, are candy made by Pearsons. Okay, they were sent they make in those coffee drops. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. A few shows ago, one of our listeners sent these in. Yes, I forget These which. Are awesome. Mm. They're from Minnesota. I can tell you. A uh, very thoughtful listener. So, John, uh, happy New Year! Happy two years. We haven't seen you since the first show. No, I know. I haven't, I've been very busy, but thank you for allowing me back into the fold. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. For a price, <laughs> and there's always a price, isn't there, Michael? <laughs> There is. Anyhow, we're here in the studio. Uh, this is the podcast for people who love to shoot film, traditional yeah. traditional film photography. Yes. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We all dig it. We love it. I want to thank all the folks who came out to the uh, walking workshop in the uh, San Clemente, California so this past folks. March. It's it awesome. Sun. We have lots of roll-ins and lots of fun from that episode you'll hear on this show, What Show. Uh, this show, we're going to be talking about a lot of filmy stuff, a lot of film stuff, stuff yeah. that's filmy. You mean the film itself rather than the cameras? Yeah. Let's uh, open up with a quick letter. John, you haven't been around in such a while yeah. that uh, you probably want to read a letter. Oh, I would love to le- read a letter as long as it's not from Australia. It's, not, it's from <laughs> Joe High. Oh, okay, I can do that. It says how to pronounce your name. Joe High. <laughs> not difficult, it says. <laughs> oh, yeah? Let's see about that. <laughs> Podcast feedback is the subject line. Uh-oh. I've been enjoying your show since I found it after buying a couple of 620 spools from FPP and watching your video on rolling 120 film onto 620 spools. Hey! 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 Thanks! Exclamation point. While at PhotoPlus this year, I received a Lamography Constructor as a door prize. Wow, lucky Ooh, you. PhotoPlus. After I assembled it and used it for the first time, my affection for film was reignited. Yay! <laughs> I've since collected a Minolta SRT-101, Kodak Retina 3C. Mm -hmm. Retina. Yeah. An Afka Ansco ready-set folding camera from the 30s. That's beautiful, which is why I needed the 620 spools. By the way, I have yet to experiment with infrared film. I'm thinking of trying black and white IF film uh, with the Retina because it came with a red filter. Any tips on infrared shooting? Thanks for reading this longish message and keep up the great work. Joe, hi. <laughs> I probably refer Joe to the FPP store. We have some FKE expired infrared film uh-huh. in 120 and 35 millimeter. Really? 120? Yes. Nice. Yes. So hopefully that's a nice rich red filter, like <clears throat> a 25A. 25A. Hopefully. Bra- so bracket a little on your exposures. What do you, how do you rate infrared film? Um, Is it rated? I Usually it has a box speed, and then yeah. you, you do the filter factor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, Well, like Kodak, I did, uh, it was 400. Mm-hmm. And then I bracketed, because at that time it was still made, and I'd bracket two up, two down, one in the middle. <laughs> then you never had to worry about, because it went all over the board as to how much infrared is filtering through for the day. The new shooters at home oh. are probably going, what? what? Are you what saying is- depending upon the day, there's more or less infrared? Sure. Yeah. Clouds filtered out, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. type of thing. So on a sunny, sunny day, mm. you're going to bring it, you're going to go down. Probably, now I would do normal, maybe, in a minus one. Really? Yeah, yes. just a minus just one, minus F-stop, yeah. one share speed. Hmm. And then I always shoot on F-16, and I don't have to worry about adjusting the lens 
to the refocus mark, mm-hmm. which they do or do not, you know, they don't Some always have it. The mm. older 35s will have it, newer yes. ones might not, yeah. It's that little tiny sneaky red Just a dash. bit, just a little bit. And you just shift it, but yeah. if you shoot F-16, it's covered. But either way, we're just getting into good infrared season. Exactly. starting to get a little greener out. Well, it's yeah. probably chair ready. No, I'm trying to find my camera because I want to see that little focus point she's the, talking the bag about is let's right see it's on your um, chair <laughs> it just keeps it just keeps it's like a dog chasing his tail that's a nice bag thanks Ooh. i think you gave this to i me. think you might be right it's a very attractive oh, bag oh look at that it's <laughs> making a rain film so is it this guy let's see if you got one on the 7a yes you do see this little red dot right here yes i do so you focus when exactly 15 feet away yeah you shift the 15 right in front of the red dot and that's it. That's, that's it. That's for infrared. Set it and that's infrared. It. You know what? I've never even worried really? about focusing. I just, I, yeah, I just focus regular. Yeah, if you yep. stop it down enough, you usually don't have to worry. But this is for really precise, wide open kind of or stuff. Or close, because yeah, very obviously. Close. Yeah. Oh, I have to write this down. I'm a little confused. Okay, it's that's a lot. Right. So I'll send but you an email. <laughs> I also <laughs> recommend the uh, Ilford Faux Infrared, the S. As SFX two hundred, mm-hmm. it's not real infrared film, but it acts very similar. Uh, and that's really also to the color infrared. Oh, FPP color infrared yes. film. Yeah. What do you mean? Color FPP infrared. color infrared film. Yeah. Use a number twelve yellow filter for that. You can use an orange and you can use a red. But it's I in like color. Yeah, color infrared. Looks cool. I mean, it looks like um, this, but in color. I've yes. never seen that before. What, what do you mean? You know what you ought to do? Wait, is where you been? FPP I don't know. Flicker site. Flicker. <laughs> And there'll be examples in there. Color Rosemary infrared? Hawkins does an awesome job with it. Color. Infra- but they're wild. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah these mm-hmm. are amazing. And that's got a lot of nice amazing. tech data. There's a color infrared shot. One of mine. See? That's beautiful. You never saw that? You've seen that? Mm-hmm. That is otherworldly. Infrared is, is always Oh, look at this. Uh, for special. That I did see. Yes, I guess yeah. I did see that. People that shot film forever, because you never know what you're going to get. So you always have that, ooh, joy, you know, get your film back. You mm. just don't know what you're going to have. So now, what are the colors that are, like, really going to pop on infrared? Are really going to give you the Greens effect? Turn Anything red. green? Green things, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, so it turns purple? <laughs> green. green. <laughs> so green in black and white turns white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your, green, your greens will be... In, oh, in black and white? Yes. If they have, if it's live... Yeah, chlorophyll. Paint's yeah. different. Mm. Paint, paint green. Like on a human, mm. their lips will be white. Yeah, that's crazy. Their eyes will probably be black. Very dark. Ah. Yeah, mm-hmm. very dark. It's very it's like creepy for portraits. Zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this this is a good time to talk about infrared. Spring is coming, and yes. everything is turning green. Get my infrared ready. Yeah. yeah. Cool the ship. Yeah. It's very heat sensitive, obviously. Yeah. So. I've gotten a lot of emails from people like you shipping the color, the color infrared, and we've shipped to England in all seasons. I have no problems. No, problem. no problems. Well, this is good. And what was the question? Was this uh, a who? Someone wrote a letter. Where it was, was the letter? Yeah, oh, right. Joe. Hi. Joe. Hi. Hi, Joe. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Yeah. I hope you answered your questions and uh, right. answers everything here. Oh, look at that. That's it the book a, we discussed last show. Oh, what show? Yeah, we got it from Matt Ayers. Oh, Infrared yeah. Photography Handbook by Lori White. I'm going to peruse this on the break. Letter, another letter. We'll do another letter. Another letter. This is from Marshall Poffman on Flickr. You got your X700 working again, John? Yeah, Mark. Uh, did a little work he on. did. Yeah, this thing is still a little iffy. It looks a little loose, yeah. Yeah, it's loose. I don't but it doesn't really, that doesn't do anything, right? No, That's only when you're rewinding it. Like, I went to rewind it, and I pulled it up to release the spool, and mm-hmm. it just went, boop. Oh, oh it popped all the way off. Down. 
Now, yeah, what is, it went back on. It's okay. Now, what is the MSP insignia on his camera? MSP? Mean? I don't know. Where do you see it? See that? This? No, see it right there, right there. See the Where? Right oh, there. MPS? MPS. Oh, MPS? Couldn't tell you. What do you think that is, Leslie? We're looking at John Fidelity's X700. Vintage 80s camera. You bought this at where? Clifton camera? Or Wayne no, camera? No, I don't know. I think Wayne. Actually. On Valley Road, where the X-rated theater used to be? <laughs> Around there, yeah, actually. Yeah. Is it what rolling was the rink? Place? Yes. When we were in college, just like notorious, there was like a rolling rink, a yeah. camera store, and an X-rated theater. <laughs> and I visited, no joke. I visited wow. all of them as the years <laughs> went by. I grew up at that mall. You'd go to the mall, Matt, and you'd uh-huh. see an X-rated film projected on 35-millimeter film. Jeez. Yeah. That was crazy. Those were the days. Huh? I'm sure people listening, new people, have nude, no... Nude people? No, new nude, people. New people. <laughs> whose parents... Yeah. Have no clue. I mean, everyone just thinks the internet is on, on you know, yeah. porn's on the internet. It's like, no, no, no. Pornography, adult, naughty movies mm-hmm. used to be shot on 35 millimeter film yep. and projected in a theater. That was the only place you could see it. So you'd go... It, you'd go to a theater. That's awkward. Can you imagine? That's so awkward. That yeah. is terrible. And you'd watch dirty movies, but... When we went, hmm. like, I remember when I was in college, like, I would go with my date. <laughs> it would be like a thing a to date. do. A yeah, female? No. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you bought a girl to yes. a porno. Wow. You never brought a girl to a porno? No. What a girl home from the porno. <laughs> no, I never did. But, but back then, it was like uh, almost like a novelty. Yeah, I mean, these were 35-millimeter well-produced films with stories. The only other person I know of that bought a, a, a girl to a porno was Travis Bickle, and that didn't turn out too well. No, that didn't turn out too well. So, in, in Taxi Driver. Wow. Oh. You should feel blessed that it worked out well. Minolta program system. Oh. So you'll find it on the cameras with the green P. Oh. oh so if there's a program mode on the yep. Minolta, it's green. a Minolta program system. Green. Never knew that, did you, John? Lock it in green. Yeah. All well, these years. I knew. You yeah. know what? I never shot program yeah. on this camera. Oh, I got this camera. Just peel that little thing off. Oh. The front. You know what? I remember when I was buying this camera, the guys, uh, programmed mm-hmm. cameras were a big thing. I'm like, I don't want a program camera. But I didn't have the money to pay for a good, you know, manual camera. So Mm -hmm. this was the big. That was the spiff. This was the good. Yeah, that was was the top of the line at the time. Yeah, it was. This was what they were pushing. Did you typically shoot it in manual or in aperture priority? Manual always. I never prioritized anything. (laughs) What do you want me to do? I get a shot of it. (laughs) Green means go. Oh. (laughs) Stupid. Remember that? What movie was that from? Uh, a John Waters John film. John Waters movie. I think it was Desperate Living. Dick Massey. Yeah. <laughs> now, this, so you only, you, you never shoot this in program? Your X700? Never. I never prioritize it. It's a 35 millimeter I SLR. Shoot mm-hmm. it in Manuel. And what's the A? A. That's an aperture priority. priority. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then full manual. Yeah. And then you have a little meter in there, so you, you yeah. only shoot that in Emmanuel. Manuel, yes. Which is funny because if you set it according to the meter, mm-hmm. it's like shooting it in program. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you have in there now? Yes. But but you're the program. But not so as much, yeah. Not so much. Yes. Not driving it at that point. No. I mean, because what would you do if you it was manual? You'd be metering anyway, so it's just saving that one step. Sunny's it's a slight cheat. Okay. For me. Not for a purist. I always, like I always shoot aperture priority. I don't know why. It's I do like aperture priority. Yeah. 
Hmm. What do you got okay. there, Joe? Moving on. Moving from on. Marshall. Marsh Calf. Marshall, right? M-A-R-S-C-H-A-L. Mm-hmm. Marshall. Oh, Marshall. we know this. We do? P- Poffman. Poffman on, on Flickr. Oh. On the Flickr. Thanks for providing us film shooters with great information about cameras and film. I always learn something listening to the podcast and am inspired to shoot more film. On the most current episode, however... Uh oh. Uh oh. I got a little annoyed at the film versus <laughs> digital digression that occurred during the discussion about light meters. Oh, stop it. All right. <laughs> I know from listening to the show, what show, in parentheses, that the gang is not anti digital, so that helped me place this, dis- this discussion in context. Just expressing my own opinion and growth as a photographer. The purchase of a DSLR has allowed me the ability to learn much more quickly than shooting at film SLR ever did. However, like you all, I choose to shoot film on most occasions because film is magical. <laughs> you sure said it. That should be the t-shirt. Film is magical. Oh, I like it, John. Have a I unicorn like it. on it. I unicorn like shooting film. Uh, it is the only tried and true archival method for photographic images, and it just l- has a look and feel you cannot emulate with a silicon chip. Keep up the good work. Thanks for all you do, Marshall. Thanks, dude. Thanks. See, it's a discussion. It's not an argument. Oh, Film absolutely. versus digital. It's a gang, not a club. <laughs> mm. No, it's a club, <laughs> not a gang. <laughs> Film faux pas. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one to read, John. Okay. <laughs> this is from Heather Deegan. Uh, she says, hello. I've been trying to fix my Argo Flex 75 for some time. I bought it at a flea market for 10 bucks. When I bought it, when I bought it, the top lens was popped and it has a few cracks. I took it apart today to clean it. And you have to forgive me because this is written like phonetically. A gold long piece fell out of the front. I was trying to find a photo of what it looks like with the front panel off so I can put it back. I hope you can help. Uh, I bought five cameras from you guys, and they are amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. There's a place where I can buy cameras and know they have been tested and work. You know Mike Rasso puts his seal of approval on every one of those cameras. Yep. Every camera that I sell? Yep, yeah. Right from the FPP workshop. Any, any camera that is sold at the FPP, I thoroughly test. Like you can trust. What, what yeah. is he asking? Uh, it's Heather. Heather. Heather is asking uh, about her Argo Flex seventy five. And do we have any answers for? Th- we do not. So oh. like a borked lens on, on and, the front. And she yeah. had the gold piece popped out. Oh. You know, so. folks buying on eBay or at a garage sale, uh, it really is a crapshoot. That's why I always mm-hmm. recommend, like, don't spend more than $10 yeah. on these old cameras oh. because there's a good chance they yeah. don't work. Well, that's all and she I spent. And Heather attitude. If it's not working, go ahead and take it apart. And yeah, why not? Right. Over 90% of the Polaroid automatic land cameras bought on eBay mm-hmm. because all the sellers say, Oh, works great. Test, tested. Yeah. And yeah. Tested. Nothing. You open it up and it's like... Horror it's not a satisfying yeah. double-click test. Because, because the seller hears a click, they think it's oh, working. It's they have no idea that it needs battery juice in order to work. And they then, don't know, Michael. And you buy it, and then people put film in it. Yes, they buy the film, and they don't. And know. I get the email. Yeah, my yeah. picture's all black. They tell you I got burned on eBay a few months ago. How'd you get burned on eBay? I got burned. I bought a lens. Oh, well, said, it was, said it was good. I no get good. it. Bum. Fungus all over. Fungus. Oh, really? Is there fungus among fungus us? Fungus all over. Fungus among us. Oh, yeah, I was livid. No, I, I just opened a thing and it didn't. It didn't get resolved. They they ruled really? it. So yeah. eBay refunded you? Huh? I. It was a partial, but oh, it's still I guess. Yeah. 
sucks. <laughs> it does. I'm stuck with Blows. a. I'm stuck with a. Yeah, I'm stuck with a fungusy lens. Wow. Box okay. that little. So what can you do with it? Up and I gave it, it right to you clean it? I gave it to a kid. Oh, you did. You gave your fungus to a kid? Yeah, I did. How dare you? Yeah, well. Hey, so can she go to Mike Buckus and see if there's a manuel for it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. To take a look at and Probably see what it looks like? Probably uh, a service manual type. Mm. That looks beautiful. I'll clean off the, all the schmutz off the... Yeah, where'd you get that? Look at that. We'll beautiful. talk about that later. You have everything gold over here. Gold, gold. finger. Goldfinger gold die and will you his camera collection? We'll talk about that. When we 100. When we come, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about something. Something. Things. It's a great year for pictures. And Scofilm makes the picture right. And Scofilm any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A N S C O? And Scofilm. And This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. A brand new outboard motor. Adventure ahead. Only seconds to take this wonderful picture. But that's time enough for Mom and her new Ansco Cadet. The A-plus snapshot camera from Ansco that's always ready when you are. Hasn't this happened to you? You see a great picture like this, but it's gone before you can focus your camera. But not with a cadet. You just set this pointer, look through the picture window viewfinder, and it's yours in color or black and white. No focusing, no dials, no nonsense. No need to pass up those night shots either. Just clip on the cadet flash unit and... You've got it, just as you saw it. The complete cadet camera outfit. Everything you need for easy picture taking is yours for only $11.95. Whether it's color films, black and white films, cameras, or projectors, if it's from Ansco, you know it's A+. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Uh, Leslie, uh, what camera would you like to talk about? I'd like to talk, <coughs> about, I like to talk about 126. Okay. Fritz, yeah, Fritz, uh, let's talk about 126. Me? I love it. I, you know, I do. T- my it's a bit of a cult format right now. One, there are hundreds of models of 126 cameras. Look at that. There are the incredibly cheap all plastic models. This? Oh yeah, I guess I do. Your dad must have had one. Yeah, definitely for shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> they only come in cartridge. Yeah. Yes. Oh. What's the difference between 126 and 127? One's cartridge, one's uh, roll. That's one's it. Spool. And it's the same size? No. Oh. It's 35 size, but square. What the? Square, man. Square, dude. All right, dude. Chill anyway, out. 126, I am <clears throat> really, really, really enjoying uh, shooting right now. Not only my Fred Flintstone plastic <laughs> camera. Oh, my gosh. Is that just like a point and shoot? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the debonair of 126. <laughs> it surely is. Yeah, but then you do. fat Albert. I know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got it. Sure. This was in the original cardboard with the was shrink it really? around itself. That's fantastic. I'll probably slip it back in there, you know. Hold but that up, John. Did hold you it. shoot with it? I have. Again? Consequently, too. Um, CVS, Rite Aid, Rite Aid, I guess, uh, decided they wanted to look at the film before they ran it through the processor, but no. what the heck. So when did they stop making 126? 1995. 1995? No, I'm guessing. I don't know. No. Oh. 1999. No, wait. They were... S- oh, wait, wait. I'm sure still making 126 when I Ma- left the retail. May I just ask Robot? Yes, you may. Robot. Robot. Okay, Robot. What year was 126 film discontinued? Sometimes it talks, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, I, I think that's a, a lengthy explanation. She probably just wants to leave it to you to read. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy, that Google lady. Although 126 was once very popular, as of 2008, it is no longer manufactured. Whoa, that wow. long. That's, really? That's I, don't, really? I, I think it's incorrect. Nah. That's only one website. Okay, Google. 
126 stop. film. Wait, <laughs> stop messing around. No voice. Hungover, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing last night? She uh, went, anyhow, she went to an adult movie with her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was sitting in your pocket, <laughs> oh god, I'm thinking it was discontinued uh, some somewhere in the late '90s, early wow. 2000s. Somewhere oh, in there. Surprising. Somewhere yes. could could be that's a little a later. Run. But anyway, I, as I said, there are many. Many and and many manufacturers of the 126 camera from the plastic versions, but Kodak made one called the Instamatic 500, mm. produced in 1963, discontinued in 65, uh, 66 in the U.S. 1966. It is just a nice hunk of metal. Selenium meter too, huh? It has a meter yeah. built in, uh, a Gaussian meter, in fact. Ooh, no way. oh yeah, look at that. Mine, I have given one to Mike. His yes, can you hold that up, please? I don't know if it's accurate or not. My oh. meter does not work. He's shooting with it right now. He's shooting with it right now as we speak. Okay, hold up. Yeah, that thing is a hunk of metal. It is. Man, um, it's got some sure? weight to it. Oh yeah, beef. <laughs> Oh, here's the, uh, it is nice bottom, because this bottom has crank it, bottom right? crank. It has a fully Beef. adjustable <laughs> Schneider Kreisnach. Ooh, God bless you. Yeah, Zenar <laughs> 2.8 lens Ooh, goes to 22. Nice. So you're you're setting aperture and shutter speed. Uh-huh. You are setting the focus. You've got. Where's the focus? Now? This uh, is a. It's, it's a guesstimate. This is a beautiful camera. It is really and, beautiful and very, camera. Feel free, to shoot, feel free to shoot as it sit. Oh, that too. Oh, what's your teeth in? Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> so 30th of no, a second to a oh, 500th, which is nice because you can throw any modern film in it with that 500th of a second. So if you've got something reasonably fast, you can control okay. it at F22. There's a B setting, a hot shoe setting. Oh, yeah. Right here? Oh, yeah. Hot shoe. Oh. Yeah. Is a PC in that? PC My outlet, as well as a hot shoe. Oh. Most of them, if your meter works, I don't know oh. that I would trust it without testing. I just use the Sunny 16 with it, and it's, it's amazing. And it works? It advances from the bottom. Oh yeah, it's very lever. sweet. Not a not a not a dial type, but uh, an actual film advance, nice and short. And I've been using reloads in mine. Reload, reload, reload. 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 I don't have to do any tricky double advance type of thing uh, because I, I do use my reloads with original paper. It's really one of my favorite 126 cameras. Kodak Instamatic 500. Correct. Made in Germany for Kodak. Kodak Instamatic 500. It's unique. Beautiful lens. I'm really not used to seeing like shutter exactly. speeds, apertures uh, on on a camera. It was um, the 126 was the family camera. Mom used it. Mm. <coughs> this is with dad. This was that dad's. Was dad's or Uncle Tim's or whatever. You know. <laughs> Absolutely, a little higher up the line. Handle the control. <laughs> now you mentioned, of course, mm-hmm. one twenty-six film is no longer available. No longer made. And you mentioned that reloads. What does that mean exactly? Well, <laughs> you you have to have an old one twenty-six cassette. Okay. And I commonly look on, of course, the Bay for these. They're selling them. Uh, if they have the Kodak name on them, they usually go higher. And I've got one right in my hands right now. That's a triple print. Remember this stuff? I do. These cassettes were not really spot welded like the Kodaks. And I usually have what I call a 50% oh, crack rate. They open better. Uh. Yeah, and I like to get them completely apart. They come apart in two sections. And I don't want any breaks in ah. this cassette. Then I don't have to you know, worry about a light leak. And at that point, this has still got 126 film in it. Look at that. I stretch it out. I've got the taped end. And then where the film ends, the 126, I'll put a little crimp in the paper. Okay, everything goes in the dark bag now. I will take a roll of 35 millimeter and cut off the leader end. 
Oh. Tape it down mm-hmm. to where it was originally taped. Draw it across the paper. Trim it off where I feel that, that kink or that the dimple crease. I made in the yeah. paper. You're then smart. I, then I don't have too much smart. in there. Of course, then we roll it up. Oh my get goodness. it all ready. Tuck it back into the cassette. Stick the top on it. And then I run a piece of tape just on the two ends. Yeesh. To hold it tightly together. That way, when I put it in my camera, it lines up to number one, mm-hmm. stops. Number two, stops. Number three, away we go. So away we go. <laughs> it's worked very well. I, I kind of treat my paper gingerly. I have to reuse them. Yeah, look at that. And I don't have to hold the button down and do a second wind. That type and you of put thing. regular 35, 35 millimeter in it. The first, actually, on this, my first test roll was a roll of Plus X. It was uh, close to Veracrome pan and, speed. And will it shoot full sprockets on the 35? Sprockets. Uh, with you have this on, it's going to cover half of your sprockets up. Oh, okay. So uh, There's a video on YouTube also for reloading. And I watched a couple of them, and I thought, yeah, just I want to make sure and be able to reuse this paper. Here's my Kodak. Did you get a good crack? I did. That's excellent. So I'm I just going to go over this again. Yeah. Well, yours is a little different than mine. I think everybody has oh. a different method. You've never put 35 millimeter film in reload in a 126 cartridge without the backing paper? I have not because I had the backing paper and I thought, let the notches fall in. Yep. It activates the camera. It worked well in Fred Flintstone. Yes. And it worked well in the 500. Now, so as long as I have it, yes. I'll probably do that. Of course, it's not an endless supply. No, not an endless supply. Michael, you've done it the other way, correct? I did it as per uh, Jas Moose, J-A-S-M-U-S. Mm-hmm. He's a FPP listener, yeah, and he also time. is on the Flickr. Mm-hmm. And he also has a YouTube video. And I saw this video probably about five, six years ago. It's him, you know, sacrificing some film in order to show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is the method I do, which is same thing, crack open a 126 cartridge. Patience with that, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh, there is backing paper here. Without backing paper, mm-hmm. rolling up your 35 millimeter film into a little ball, putting it in this little cradle, bringing it over it, taping it to the spool, then putting the... Sounds a lot easier, but... It is easier. Putting this on here, clicking clicking so your, your cartridge is together, then you tape it. At the seams? At the seams. Okay. And, and then also... put a piece of black tape over the window because there's no backing paper. Mm-hmm. And then you put it into your camera, and then because there's no backing paper and you have all those 35 millimeter... Um, yeah, the sprockets. back has a slot in it. So With this camera, mm-hmm. yeah. this is the Keystone 125X, my boyhood camera. Plastic. It is. When you take the picture, there's a little notch here mm-hmm. that allows you to take your picture. And then if you hold the shutter button down, a trick with this camera, it allows you to advance and it's not catching on any sprockets. So if you fire the shutter and you let it back up, it will not allow you to advance because there's Correct. no Correct. Well, there's a little notches. pin in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I found that pin to also be on the Kodak Instamatics. Yes. Oh. They're on everything. This is all a big conundrum and I think most most folks who want to shoot 126 film would just want there to be new film manufactured. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're all hoping that our friends at Ferrania Film will manufacture Manufacture a 126 cartridge. And no. how? Ciao. How far? How many? Do you know? Oh, turns three. You have three. Three. One. How'd two. How'd you figure that three. out? The guy on the YouTube told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because a lot of times those dials aren't fully accessible. It's not a complete right. round dial. It's just <clears throat> you know part of it coming out of the back. So, so three advances. But my my new favorite camera is the one Leslie sent me, this Kodak Instamatic 500, because it's completely Emmanuel. 
as we call it. <laughs> Emmanuel. You choose your own f-stop, your own shutter speed. Uh, you could put a roll of, um, you can go online and buy some expired, mm-hmm. like, like 1989 expired. To date, it's looked not so good because I've only used them in the point-and-shoot plastic oh, cameras. So if you take expired it. film and you open up one stop for every uh, decade. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Yes, it works beautifully. Now, the film oh, still right. will have color shifts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And your contrast may still be a little messed up, and you may get additional grain, but it's going to be so much better mm. by opening up a few stops, especially no this way. color film. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I have in my, in my new, new from Leslie Kodak Instamatic 500, I have some Kodacolor 2. Kodacolor? From uh, October of 1981. Oh, my God. I remember that box vividly. Uh, let's see, Swear back to God. in 1981. And you know there's a, a lot also of these little electronic flashes around Hot Shoot. Hot Channel. Right on top. Oh, I've, yes. Yeah, Which is so nice. Yes. yes. That's a cute little flash. Isn't that wonderful? That's so much cooler than his. Check it out. Check it out. Isn't that, is that my flash? Oh, Whose flash is that? Mine. Leslie, did you mention oh. that um, this this particular, this, this Kodak Instamatic 500 goes to 2.5 feet? What does yours go to? I don't know. I suppose the same. <laughs> what's has it, to. What's it say? I don't know. 2.5. Oh, 2.5, 2.5 feet. 2.5. So also, I'm 2.8 shooting 8 with 8 a flash, 8. and I'm shooting 2.5 feet, so that's also pretty close to your subject. So you're mm-hmm. blasting with light. Yeah. yeah. That's so also giving to. the film a lot of... We're in a lot, lot of light mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of light. Gonna need a lot of light. We should also mention, Leslie... To get the image right. <laughs> You're uh, gonna need. Sorry, Leslie. Isn't a 126 film a square image? It is. People like that. It's big now. They, they do. Square it's, is big. Yep. It's hip to be square. It sure is. Huey Lewis. Uh, I remember back in the day when my dad used to shoot 126. This is my dad's camera. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is my dad's camera. That was passed down to me. Mm. I love that story. They but used to have. The, the, <laughs> the prints were square. Three and a half. Three yep. and a half with a border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Those awesome. Are all, like if. I have a shoebox of stuff that I got from my family, and they're all square. Is square? Yeah. It's shot on these 126 oh, definitely. cameras. We had the Kodak equivalent of that. We didn't have a Keystone. We had a Kodak 126. Okay. I'd like to give everyone out there the short... Were you done with the... I'm all finished. Oh, you are? I am. I want to give... I'm, I'm sorry. Does that use magic here. cubes? This use magic cubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cubes. I would like to give everyone the short list of my three favorite 126 cameras. Very good. Here we go. Uh, not in any particular order. My new favorite is the Kodak Instamatic 500. Which I never knew existed. Which the lens... How do you pop that lens in? Uh, push it on the button. Straight down. Oh, oh What is the purpose? Why, why put the lens away? The case is nice and slim that they oh. made. It also turns... You know, you can't fire it accidentally. Oh, gotcha. It locks it right up. I, I knew there were other 126 manual cameras, including... I think Kodak made an SLR. Oh, Am I no. correct or am I incorrect? Ooh. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. Olympus <laughs> made them. Nikon made them. For 126. Them. Yeah. High wow. end. Yes. High end, 126. Mm-hmm. So this is my new favorite, the Instamatic 500. Uh, second in the list, but not necessarily in order, would be the Kodak Instamatic 100. Mm-hmm. It's a solid camera. It looks very similar to this. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid, heavy camera, and it's a point and shoot, and it takes a, uh, a little uh, AG1 bulb. Yes. And it takes, it takes uh, one or two AAA batteries. Oh. Two AAAs oh, in the bottom. And they slide in, and that cover was maddening if it became corroded. Yes. Yeah. My, third. my third, thank you, John. <laughs> my third, but not necessarily in order, favorite camera of all time, 126 format, is the Keystone Auto Instant 125X. 
It's the emotional favorite. It takes magic cubes. It's a simple point-and-shoot. Just drop the cartridge out. Uh, what I love about this, which I discovered, uh, is that you can reload 35 millimeter, and you don't have to worry about the sprockets getting all hung up. If you keep your finger down on the shutter, it allows you... Because when you press your finger down, it's pulling that pin in. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it allows you to advance without having, having to worry about the 35 millimeter. Um, and because it was magic cube, yeah. no batteries... No corrosion. No batteries, no corrosion. Uses mag- magic cubes, which, mm. by the way, are really expensive on eBay right now. Yeah. Yeah, these are they? Didn't you have are, cases and cases of those? I have cases I and have cases of those. <laughs> yeah. Myself. That's probably what made the shortage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you. But, you know, folks out there listening, it's a wonderful format. If you, if you feel experimentally... <laughs> I beg your pardon? If you feel experimentally... Ish, ish, <laughs> mentally <What>? ish. <laughs> if you feel like doing a lot of work to, get, you kind of want to mess shots. around. This is a fun format to kind of mess around with. It really yeah, is. And it, this and like you guys call me crazy for large format. This is a lot of work. No, yeah. I'm looking uh, at this you, like once whoa. Once you open that cassette up the first time and see how backing paper and how the whole little cassette works. Mm. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome for your report on 126. 126. Yes. I met somebody today. I was shooting film. People were amazed. <laughs> I know they stunned that you could still buy film. Stunned, stunned. Stunned. They're like, well, surely you can't get it developed. I'm like, yeah, I'm Don't just shooting film, and I just <laughs> throw it on the shelf, and I'm just doing it for the exercise of pu- pushing down the shutter. But you know, I hipped them to what was going on filmically. Filmically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, filmically ish. Yeah, filmically ish. And uh, the one woman I was speaking with said, "Well, I have a, a 35 millimeter camera." I'm like, "Oh, really? What kind is it?" And she said, "It's a Sony." I said, "So what? Have any of you ever heard that Sony either bought out Sony bought a film out camera Minolta. company? Minolta. Minolta. That's what she was saying, yeah. and I was like, "How can that be?" So yeah, Sony. Very last run, slapped their name on it. Yeah, yes, because that's, that's what she the, said. Her yeah. camera says Sony on it. Mm-hmm. Pre, just before digital rolled in, they they bought the Minolta rights, and even on their really? digital cameras, they, they were still using the Minolta mount for a while. That's their Sony. They still are. Yeah, the Sony A-mount lenses are all mm-hmm. Minolta mount. No way. And for, uh, for a while, until the end of 2014, all of their uh, hot shoes were oh. contractually obligated to, <sighs> to be, be... these bastard to, mounts? To be the bastard Minolta mount. Now they're universal hot shoes, which is a yeah, uh, I nightmare. Have <laughs> my big boy digital <laughs> camera boy. is... Uh, a Sony, yep. because all of my Minolta lenses work. They, on they them. fit right on. And so I those actually go mm. for a decent uh, price because you can mount them on the Sony A mount yeah. cameras. Is that right? What's yep. a decent so, price? Like I mean, oh. not five bucks. Like oh, like, okay. like fifty bucks, not five bucks. Okay. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she she was right. She wasn't just no. I, I didn't tr- doubt her, but you. I was she like, that sounds wrongish. Mm. <laughs> 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 but. Sounds wrong as so there you go. Thank you, you for a fight about it. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll, we'll b- 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 be back with more show. They sure work hard, don't they, Barney? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see them. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? Hey, I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter. Winston packs rich tobaccos specially selected and specially processed for good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good like a cigarette chug. 
Kodak, whose new Insta cameras and dependable Kodak film help you remember the times of your life. Kodak. Introducing the Kodak Instant Camera with a twist. Meet the crank. Can you feel a brand new day? Imagine instant pictures with color. Color. Color by Kodak. Just crank, 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 and in minutes you get bright, colorful, instant pictures with a textured satin luxe finish. See your photo dealer and shake hands with the crank. The Kodak Instant Camera with... Hey, we're back. Hey, hey. Now I'm going to talk about the Seattle Filmworks story. Remember them? Some sappy music, please. <laughs> it's a sad story. Oh. <laughs> that started out very bright. This sort of like they're like the Citizen Kane of film. No right. doubt. Absolutely. Started out so bright with a with a, with a message with something for everyone and then just ended in a pile of rubble. <laughs> pile of film rubble. I'll read you from the Wikipedia and then I'll uh, tell you my, my personal story. Seattle Filmworks, Inc. was a mail-order photographic film processing company that sold re-spooled 35 motion picture film. It was formed in 1976 as American Passage Marketing by Gilbert Scherer. At its peak in 1997, Seattle Filmworks employed approximately 800 people Dang. and processed about 20 miles of film a day in 65,000 square foot lab. That's for reals. 20 <laughs> miles of film a day. A day. Yeah, that's a day. 32,000 meters for a few folks over there in the other countries. Huh? In 1978, Seattle Filmworks started selling motion picture film that is processed using Kodak's ECN-2 process. Mm -hmm. The film was loaded into 35 millimeter film canisters for still photography use, and the company returned an unexposed roll with each order you had yes, processed. They did. You, you use this, right? Oh yeah. In the 1980s, Seattle Filmworks aggressively marketed its products and services and offered two rolls of Seattle Filmworks film for two dollars. Amazing. Wow. It advertised in newspapers, magazines, mm -hmm. and package inserts. There's a huge break here in the years. Then all of a sudden, it's like Seattle Filmworks was sold and renamed PhotoWorks in 1999. Its marketing practices led to a lawsuit <laughs> against <laughs> the company in 2000, which was settled a year later, and the company was later closed. Well. But it does not say by who sued them. Um, I'm sorry. When did they start? Production? 1976. Wow. From, so from Six. 76 to 99, that was a pretty good run. Uh, it says here that um, Seattle Filmworks sold movie film stock that cannot be developed at standard street processing facilities because it must be processed ECN-2, which is the same process for Kodak motion picture film today, yeah. today for our Kodak Vision 3 mm. film that we sell in the FPP store that we process ourselves in the Unicolor C41 kit or at the Little Film Lab. So now we can shoot Seattle film that's kicking around. I shot a roll of Seattle mm -hmm. film that and was you kicking developed, around. Developed sit. I developed it in C41 and just rubbed the, the Remjet off with yeah. my thumb. But wait, wait, hold that thought. <clears throat> Color movie film stock incorporates a Remjet. People at home are thinking, enough with the Remjet. Yeah. A black carbon backing on film base that must be removed before the film is developed. ECN-2 differs from C41, the standard negative stock for stills, because it uses different developing agent. Although they're very similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seattle Filmworks designated the process as... SFW-XL. <laughs> In the mid-90s, Seattle Filmworks began to repackage 
standard C41 process films, but kept the SFW-XL process designation. Mm. So these films were able to be processed at any C41-capable photo labs. However, because of the SFW-XL designation, Mm. many would not, unless they were willing to inspect the film and verify that did not have the ECN-2 Remjet backing. Hmm. Seattle Filmworks also offered prints and slides from the same role using cinema print film to create slides from the original negatives. Hmm. These slides fade quickly when not properly stored and are generally <laughs> inferior quality when compared to standard E6 or K14 processed slides. Stoops. So says this article. Seattle Filmworks offered an option of digitized images at the time of processing... This is when, like the forty sixes, right? The you know the the forty sixes, oh. the, pen- the hardcore computers before the Pentiums, three eighty six, four eighty six. It came, of course, in proprietary film formats. Dot SFW format. It was returned on a floppy disk format and or downloaded on the internet. In January 2000, the company en- entered into an agreement with AT&T WorldNet Services that allowed 1.8 million AT&T customers to access Seattle Filmworks website called PhotoWorks. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is. They were sued by the Seattle Times. Huh? Oh, get out. And for exactly the reasons you said, misleading the customers. Why would the Seattle... Oh, because Seattle Times, Uh, they feel... Advertised? Like Citizen Kane, they feel they are the people. Would you you say? I would say, probably. It says here, uh, six. Pl- it just says here in 2006, plaintiffs took legal action against PhotoWorks at King County Superior Court in Seattle. The action alleged that Seattle Filmworks had engaged in deceptive practices, as its film could only be developed by the company, uh. and that free rolls were actually charged for. Hmm. Deceptive. Based upon their shipping costs, I think that was true. Mm-hmm. The company settled out of court and promised to give 900,000 free rolls of film to its customers, which, which in one year, and 300,000 rolls to customers that did not qualify as part of the first group, but who re- requested film in the next six months. Hmm. How about that? How about yeah. that? This is in the fate category. Yeah. In 2001, PhotoWorks operated 35 retail outlets, but began closing them as it concentrated on its mail order and internet business. In 2003, eight of these outlets remained. PhotoWorks discontinued all film processing in 2010 after it was purchased by the American Greetings Company. Really? Really? PhotoWorks ceased operations in all forms in early 2011 and sold its customer list to Shutterfly. No huh. kidding. You think American Greetings bought it for warehouse space? Quite possible. I mean, yeah. Maybe. What else would they American buy Greetings it? might be part of Shutterfly, although I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I have over here, I have all the literature here. I'll put some of this stuff on show notes. There was a, a newsletter for called Focus 35. This is volume 5, number 3, spring 1995. And I also have a floppy disk. Floppy disk? Yeah, floppy disk, which was their proprietary. Those very early color images of the FBI guys that were on a computer. Oh, yeah. Seattle Filmworks did the, the transfer. Back then, I was like, there's no scan. Yeah. We didn't, people didn't have scanners at home. And yeah, back the then. The scanners we knew about was the movie where that, people's heads blow that's up. That's right. <laughs> and back then, you couldn't go into like your drugstore and get them to do scans. Like it was un- no, no, no. We're talking mm. early '90s. I used to use Seattle Filmworks professionally because the uh, court reporting service that we used oh, to work for, right. yeah, 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 uh, used to hire me to shoot evidence. And for court, they needed a slide. And that was the only way. Yeah, they only wanted a slide and. S- 
they want slides and prints. So uh, how perfect, right? Exactly. And it was ideal, and the customer service was great, and they did a great job. And I still have my prints, and the prints look good. And my slides have been stored, you know, in a dark box, and so they look good. Huh. So you know, I, I love them. I'm sure f- a lot of folks out there listening. Probably if they're our age, John. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'd say what? If, <laughs> if you're, uh, uh, this is used a lot these days, of a certain age. Yeah. Of a remember, certain decrepitude. Yeah, exactly. Of a certain vintage. Any there you qu- go. That's a nice way to put it. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any answers? You saw the, oh, John didn't see Yeah, we went through I saw, oh, yeah. I saw the picture of me in my now, red shirt. Of course, shirt. about that time, I was working at a processing photo lab. And I also have, you know, in Finley, Ohio, we had the mighty Yellow Father, Eastman Kodak, mm-hmm. processing. Yeah, the Yellow Father. That's what it's written. The mighty <laughs> Yellow Father was processing film, too. So I kind of had to shoot some on the sly to be able to um, <laughs> uh, experience Jesus, it. But I did a few hilarious. roles. But, um, oh, I mean, a, a standard film processor would just scream if you brought a roll of that did, in. Did, I'm guessing some roles snuck by. Yes, and that's... You know, that... Would just skunk up the machine. Just skunks up the machine, uh, tear down, full clean, drain that time. Scream. $300 worth of Like scream, screen. do scream, the tear down, clean, then scream again. Yes. And then and every, everyone's on high alert. Right. Then we have a, a mandatory meeting to oh, go to. Geez. But, yeah. So, so, so to, to, to a general retailer or someone who processed film, Seattle Filmworks was like a nightmare. Ass. It was. Like, wish they didn't exist. Right, because... You had to give out free information as to where to get it processed. You had to wait on that customer, educate them, try to sell them some film they can get, get and developed they locally, the and they're going, and get, yeah. yeah, but if I send this in, I'm going to get a free roll of film. Yeah. I got to use their stuff. And, and the results, when you did send them to Seattle, was good. Right. Hmm. It was uh, you know, kind of that cut line. I use Leica, I don't. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you. And uh, you with your long hair. I know. And these Seattle Filmworks pictures. Crazy. When we come back, Matt Marash is going to be talking about books of the months, oh. dark rooms, oh. and large Thanks. format stuffs. <laughs> hey, we'll be back. Instant movies are here, and Polaroid has made it all so simple. A lightweight automatic camera, a remarkable moving picture cassette that reproduces the images instantly, and a portable player that plays back the scenes seconds later. Introducing Polavision, instant movies from Polaroid. There's no projector or movie screen to set up. You get a sharp image, rich, clear color. Start making your own instant movies with Polavision. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. If you love the FPP, and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project. And you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you could easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. Everything that's received is used for the Film Photography Project and its podcast for our monthly giveaways and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much.
Hey, we're back. Hey. Picture of my uh, my first new vehicle oh, I ever purchased. Oh, Black Pathfinder. Yeah, look at that. Mm. John's going down memory lane at my yeah. Seattle Filmworks film. Yeah, we were, we were shooting. Uh, what's his name? Crank. Yeah, Crank. CR, CR Crank. Crank. CR Crank is on my Flickr stream, by the way. That, yeah, I saw. Yeah, Matt, what would you like to start with? Uh, well, let's you know, let's talk about ma- managing your film. Some darkroom tips. Yeah, let's do some darkroom um, tips. I came across this really cool. We were talking about old stuff, stuff that might be dated. Uh, being in contact with the guys at Midwest Photo Exchange, I saw this old piece of old inventory they had, and I was like, this thing might actually be pretty useful. It's by a company called Kinetronics. They make a whole bunch of uh, anti-static stuff, like oh. stuff for keeping keeping dust and static off of your gear. Ooh, I'm very and interested. I a little, little brush by them. They have brushes, mm-hmm. and... Um, we were we had that little FPP email chain going. They also have giant automated units, things, yeah. units that uh, go on the ends of process, film processing mm. units. But they're basically they remove the static from the film and they kind of de-dust everything, get it ready for scanning. And I use them to I use one of their um, no charge brushes to clean out the film holders. Mm. Dust has been not an elimin- issue. Yeah, eliminated from that part of the process. Now. Really. Great. I hate dust. What is it? Kinetronics. Uh, K-I-N-E. This had something to do with that email <laughs> chain that we had going? Oh, yeah. That, and welcome the to the conversation, Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> welcome. No. That little automated. Yeah. What are those? My for? brain was in the 1990s. Those, those right. go for a lot. Those are like, like a couple hundred. Those what does that unit do? They're six. Yeah. 600. What, what is that they're unit? 600 bucks? New. It, basically, it removes, uh, it uses a charge to pull off all the, all the static on the. New film goes through it yep. right into printing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, just keeps all the dust off of there. Which is oh, interesting. A very good thing. I want one of those. Yeah. Okay. For Christmas next year, if anybody's listening. Uh, they also make little brushes for cleaning off your film neck. And those work. They work they, great. They're, they're like, also anti-static. Or? They're also anti-static, but you have to. They have. Like, how, how does a brush make it anti-static? I, I'm curious. Um, it comes with a little a wire to hook it up to the the ground on your uh, outlet socket. So that really? little screw, you thread it under there, and it keeps it grounded, so you can discharge it at any time. Huh. There's rules. You don't want to get human oil on it. Human oil. The but they're br- washable. They're wa- uh They don't recommend to wash it. Oh. The, the Old literature says don't. No, uh, they want you to get Kensington's. New one. You can mm. wash. You probably okay. can wash it, and you're supposed to keep them out of UV as well. Really? UV takes away some of the effect of it as well. I don't know how that works. Science, huh? Science, Science. unbelievable. <laughs> but no, it's the the brushes are actually great. You can pick them up from anywhere from like fifteen bucks to thirty bucks for the big ones. You can find them on most photographic retailers. I know Midwest Photo Exchange has them because I bought mm. some from them. Get medical old, yeah, new old stock and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, that's, that's and, my old stuff. And what are they going for, you said? Like 15 to 30 bucks. Oh, I, oh, I got to get me one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I went stuff. scanning crazy last weekend. Oh, oh yeah. 20 rolls. Brush them off. Brush the top of the flatbed off. It's great. Hey, I seem to have dust underneath the glass of my skin. Yeah, me too. Uh, what what, what the heck? You got to pull that Take out. Apart. How? How? I'm, I'm scared. Oh. I don't want to do that. Big old screwdriver and a hammer. But I don't know. <laughs> a hammer I don't know if that, that dust is really showing up. <laughs> um, unless it's, it's probably not showing up. Yeah, it's not if, showing if it up. If it's a big chunk, it's going to be because it's of not focus, on the same yeah. plane as yeah, the exactly. film. It's so. not the same. It's not in the plane of sharp focus, mm-hmm. so you should be okay. All right. Well, it just bothers me. Yeah, it doesn't look. Good. Where do you have your? Like, sh- 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 
then I get, you know, I have my gloved hand and I'm like wiping it. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> underneath. Under there. Where, and where do you have your scanner set up? Like where? In the basement where it's good and dusty. Exactly. It's so <laughs> Of course, dusty. I have my scanners here at the studio, FPP's Dust Bowl studio. <laughs> it's so dusty. Yeah. yeah. Dust is the enemy. Actually, my cat likes to sleep on top of the scanner. Oh. oh so there's another awesome. issue too, yeah. you know, cat hair. You definitely need like anti-static. Yeah. Look at that. Anti-cat, but. Look at that photo equipment guide. I, this is great. You guys talk about yeah. camera. I'd look it up sure so what else, see what Matt? they sold uh, from it. Anyway. Well, let's see what else do I got. I don't even remember. That was your darkroom tip of the day. That was my darkroom yeah. tip. And what was that called? Anti-static? Like that Kinetronics mm-hmm. anti-static. Kinetronics. Products. Anything with you, tronics at the end is got to be You made a cool. comment that it was non-charged. Yes. <clears throat> because the original Static Masters static master had a plutonium strip in whoa it. plutonium yeah. i'm that's, serious that's safe it, it well you used it and it had a date on it and when it expired you had to send it to nuclear works or somewhere uh, to be properly disposed yeah, of its half-life was gone. guys with russian accents like i will take the plutonium <laughs> off your hands for you <laughs> comrade book of the month book of the month time for book of the month uh, last few episodes, <laughs> John. Just bringing up oh, speed. I know you don't right. listen, so bringing <laughs> you up to speed. No, I have been actually. Oh well, no, listen to the Whoa. last four. Get the, well, then, well then, you know that I've been I'm buying up all these books. And scanning. Yes. Nice. Okay. Well, wow. then you know that I've been. I'm addicted to half price books in Columbus. Why not? I, I find all these great things for no no money. This uh, this month. They put books aside for you now because they see you coming. They, they do see me coming. I have I have a. Uh, Mutual friend through uh, through Midwest Photo, and I get all these crazy books for like this was this that's one was my life by William Hellfire. That's, yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I know, that's it's what a I very it's a very weird book from uh, it's a portrait late, book. It's a portrait book Matt. from the late nineties. Got to be William Hellfire. It, I, it's exactly what I thought. It's a good looking yeah. William Hellfire. Yeah. Uh, but, sorry, Bill, if you listen. <laughs> Ruse, I'm, Ruse I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What right. is the book called? This is a. People by Stefan Ruiz. It's from 2006, and it's just kind of a very simple um, monograph. Oh, look at just, that. just a just a mm-hmm. very kind of oh dear, very unique and like portraiture. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, and in the back he has little details of you know the, the people, why he chose them for portraits. Oh, just kind of walking. Oh, around. cool. But the, oh, is that Brian Wilson? Is that Brian Wilson? Go back. It looked like Brian Wilson. That was Brian Wilson. Oh, there's Liza Minnelli. Yeah, there's there's a few famous ones. Yeah, I think it's back further. It's back further. But, you know, four bucks, why not? Oh, four bucks, wow. oh, that's four what bucks. a steal. The book, the oh book my God. has on it uh, 50 bucks. <laughs> Mike's like, <gasps> yeah, go, go. Index. This is a $50 book for $4? $4. What a steal, books. man. And uh, the photographs are really cool. John met Brian Wilson backstage. Yes. And that's the face he made. <laughs> that same face. That's the only face he has. Yeah, wow. it's the only one he has. Like slightly confused and a little bit like indigestion. Yeah. A, a bit of a knitted brow, doesn't it? Yes. Continue, Matt. Oh, anyway, I... That book, you come across like the oddest, quirkiest photo books. Yeah, it's fun. Well, where's this place? In, in half-price books. It's in Columbus. There's a, like, I mean, like that's a, that's another reason why I need to come to Columbus. Yeah, we'll go, we we'll go to half-price. the Montclair price. book store. Montclair bookstore, they probably have the yeah. same. This would be in the photography section. Yeah. Now, instead of half-price, oh, it's great because they, they have, <laughs> they have half, <laughs> at the store, they have it separated into like three categories. Like the, the instructional books are like. Well, the Jig books are in their own place. The instructional right. books are in their own. And then it has uh, by subject. So mm-hmm. if it's like a, a group of landscapes by different photographers, that's in its own section. And then it's by photographer, and then it's in you know ABC from there. So it's actually really easy to shop around. You just got to find some cool stuff. These border on uh, surreal, some of these images. Oh, yeah. They're very I don't, but they border on surreal, but they're probably 
shot deadpan serious, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just the... There's a little bit know. of direction in them. and It's that flat lighting. Oh, I'm already on it. I'm going to find you a store. In a weird, you know, in a what would seem to be a normal setting. Yeah. That makes it look almost no, 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 no. unreal. Yeah. I just like it. A lot of it's very environmental. So it kind of takes in the whole scene. So It's a great book. Yeah. yeah. What's it called again? People by <laughs> Stefan Ruiz. How do you spell his name? Uh, S-T-F-A-N. S-T-E-F-A-N. Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. Fantastic. Outstanding. Yep. Four by five. Okay. Wow. Five by four. Guess what, really? folks? It's uh, it's about time to go. Oh, So, Matt, anything else we can say for next shoe? What shoe? Okay. Hey, I want to thank everyone for joining us. A podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. You could write to us. I have to tell you, I I love our listeners. Our listeners. I mean, I can't tell you how I appreciate. Like uh, Lance King, like like your moon pies are still yeah. reverberating in the studio. <laughs> Jimages sent sure. a bunch of Snickers. Yeah, we got nut goodies. Yeah, we got all you know. Uh, it keeps our shows going by keeping the sugar levels up in our. <laughs> Absolutely, we, we need it. Yes, we do. P.O. Box 152, Butler, New Jersey, 07405. If you'd like to send a letter, a card, or some treat, a tasty treat treat for us to enjoy while we're shooting. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks. Love being here. Glad we're here. And we'll see you soon.
I must apologize 